Good evening. It's good to see everybody this evening. Um, we have been, uh, this has been breakthrough month. Uh, we have been talking about breakthrough to overthrow. Praise the Lord. It's been a, a month of learning, really. And it, honestly, it's developed, I believe, just out of the Holy Spirit leading us into this. Because, it, you know, it started with breakthrough. But then it's just like as we have been uh, just allowing the Lord to, to lead us through from sermon to sermon, it, it's like it's God is taking us into a, a different place place, not different, but higher, into a higher place, a, a greater place, not just breakthrough, but overthrow, dominion, territory, and that's where he wants us to live. It's, it's, we don't want to just break through one time and then a couple weeks go by and say, praise the Lord, thank you, Lord, for that breakthrough, but man, I'm, I'm in this other position now, and man, I'm just, I'm just, I feel defeated again, or I feel this, or I feel that, but God is bringing us to a place of dominion, but I want to, I want to even hit on that again tonight. I know I touched on it last week whenever uh, we talked about David and, and how he overthrew the Philistines and the giants. He did not allow one to continue to live. There was not one giant that continued in the land. He demolished them all. He took them all out, which was the assignment. It's what God called them to do from the very beginning. That's what we're called to do, to take out the enemies that have come against us from the pits of hell and to take those things out and take territory for the kingdom of God in Jesus name. And so uh, this evening, man, where do I want to start? I've just got some, some things I want to go through tonight. First of all, I, I, before I start really into the word, you know, I, I really got to thinking about this after I got so far into the word because what I'm going to go through tonight has to do with strongholds. And as I got to thinking about this and, and really how everything starts, you know, we, how many know the weapons of our warfare are not carnal? And we do not fight against flesh and blood, right? But that's oftentimes what happens. We are fighting against an external thing outside of us. We're saying, well, that's my problem. That person's my problem. Or that situation is my problem. And, and we're seeing it from the outside, but there is a demonic force that is opposing us that we're not seeing. And that is what we're coming against. That's what we have to fight against. And if we don't fight the right way, and if we don't change our thinking and our understanding, then we'll be, we'll be fighting, uh, you know, useless. It will, it'll just be like a, a continuous battle if we're not fighting with the right weapons and with the right understanding. And even, you know, as I was thinking about this, everything has to start with right up here. Up here in our mind. Because how many can read the word of God and, and the spirit is willing, right? But the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing. Yes, Lord, I want to believe in everything that you have for me. I want to believe your word. And we're going to get into this a little deeper. I want to believe in, in this scripture that I'm reading right here. But then, boom, I get some thoughts that contradict what, what, I, what I'm wanting to believe. Well, how's that going to happen? 
Well, I don't know. You know that, that no one's ever, ever done that before. Or are you sure? Because people are going to talk about that. Or they're not going to be happy. Or someone's going to hold me down. Or I don't think I have enough strength to do it. There's all these thoughts that will come against you in the mind. So here in the mind is what we have to uh, begin to understand to transform. We must be kingdom-minded, not worldly-minded. And so the battle really is in the mind, but we're going to talk tonight about pulling down strongholds. And I, I did a little bit of, I did a quick uh, search, and I was very surprised. Maybe I shouldn't have been, but I, I uh, just did a quick search online and, and typed in, you know, like how many, like what percentage of illnesses are caused from stress and anxiety related? Does anybody have a guess? Almost all of them, 90 to 95%. I was like, what? That much? 90 to 95% is stress-related, anxiety-related. And that included things of the mind, things even of the heart, you know, high blood pressure, uh, heart disease, things like that. It also included, uh, you know, ulcers of the mouth, uh, muscles and stiffness, lower back aches and pain, uh, various muscular and nervous tics. The lungs are affected. Uh, the reproductive organs are affected. The digestive tract can also be affected. Stomach and, and um, ulcers and uh, all kinds of colitis, irritable colon, and your skin. Your skin can also be, I mean, pretty much your, your whole body can be affected from stress and anxiety-related things. And if we come under stress and anxiety, then we're putting our body through something that God did not want us to put, put it through because how many times do we read in the Bible that he says to cast all of our cares upon him and to not be anxious about anything and that we are to have the peace of God. I give you peace, not as the world gives. And so time and time again, be courageous. Be, you know, go into the land, take care. Don't be afraid. I am with you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to fight this battle for you. Just take your stand and do what I'm telling you to do. So time and time again, God's telling us one thing, but then many times we're acting in another and we're taking our bodies are, are being destroyed because of it. And if you go to the doctor, what's the doctor do? He doesn't say, you know what? We're going to work on some stress related things so that you can bring your stress up. No, he says, here, take this pill. And then three weeks later, oh, you're having this side effect. Well, then you need to take this pill too. Next thing you know, you're on 26 pills because you know the doctor said well we need this to cover this and this to cover this and and you're popping pills that all these side effects and all these things are causing other issues with your body and it's not the answer the answer guess what who wants to know where it's at <gasps> it's in the word of god you guys knew that you already knew the answer to that didn't you <laughs> we have a secret that the world doesn't have. And so we need to, we need to get into that and, and, and really begin to understand what's going on here that we need to have in victory. Because I believe what really God, you know, sometimes you, when you talk about breakthrough, you know, people are automatically, they go to, oh, powerful services. And I'm all for that. I don't have one problem with that. I am all for the power of God. But if it's one powerful moment 
And then a month later, you're still needing another powerful moment. But this hasn't changed. Then we're just living from needing one breakthrough to another breakthrough. And God wants us to live in victory. So we have to change the mindset. And I would much rather, and I'm here for, for powerful moments, but here's the thing. I believe that God wants the church to stand in a place of victory at all times. And the power is already operating through us at all times so that we're not having issues. The, the, the power moments are for us to take to the world because they don't have the answer. And so we're taking the power moments. We're taking the Holy Spirit, and we're, we're going to the streets, and we're, we're causing things to happen in people's lives there. But in our own lives, we know what to do. We're already living victoriously. It doesn't mean that, that the enemy's not going to try to bring stuff on you, but it does mean that you have an answer, and it does mean that, that you're in peace, and it does mean that you know what weapons to combat him with. So let's get into this tonight because it really does have so much to do with the mind. Father, I pray over tonight's message. Lead me, Father, into, into every area that you want me to talk about. Lead me by your Holy Spirit. Give me the examples that you, you want me to relate, the scripture. Give me the, the even revelation as I speak. And I thank you, Father, that you're setting people free tonight. Strongholds are coming down in Jesus' name. And I even serve notice on every devil that has kept people in, in captivity in their mind for many years. And I tell you now that your time is up. People are being set free tonight throughout the service as I speak, as the word is going forth in Jesus' name. Amen. So... Even as I was, I was talking about that, you know, 90 to 95% of illnesses are due to stress-related uh, things, and, and they all pretty much came into the same categories, which had to do with your health and your safety, relationships, finances and financial security, your identity in comparison, that's been a big one over this time of, of social media and, and uh, you know, the internet and everything coming about over these last uh, 30 years or whatever. And, and people now have come under another type of stress, which is comparison and, and having identity issues. It's, a, it's another level of, of uh, stress and anxiety that has come into this generation because of it. And the last one was uncontrollable future events. People say, well, I don't really want to watch the news because it depresses me, but I feel like I need to stay up with the time, so I watch it. And it's like that causes them to be fearful and depressed. And so there's things that, and I can't control that. And, but the thing is, again, if you know the word and you know that, that where your place is in the word and that you are his and that you girls and she goes to the, the, I mean, she's like 70, I think. And she, she goes into the hospital once a month and does like a service in the chapel for, for uh, people in the hospital. And she goes into various uh, places and, and ministers and praise and prays for the sick. I mean, she's a busy woman and she is doing ministry. But she was like, God, this is not my story. This is not what you wrote about me. And this is what I'm standing on. And so she took the word of God and renewed her mind. And she never even went back to the doctor. She didn't go back to the doctor for 10 years. And, and she was clear diagnosis. 
completely healed, completely healed. So a stronghold, and, and there's, no one, there's no one that can tear that down except for ourselves. We have to be willing, which means we've got to know and locate where we're at. What does that mean? Well, I got to know that I'm off. Like if this is where God wants me and this is where I'm standing right now, I got to admit I'm off. Because if I, if I sit there and say, nope, I, I know. I know this is how it is. I, you know, this is how it always is. This is, this is a tradition in my family. This is what I've seen. Nobody can, you know, can't argue with me about this. I just know. If you take that stance, then you're not going to renew your mind to the word of God. You're not going to accept the truth. You're not going to embrace the truth. And you're not going to believe it for yourself. So you yourself are the only one that can choose to tear down that stronghold. Now, what's interesting is if you go down through and it says, uh, mighty and God for the pulling down of strongholds, verse 5, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Anything that tries to elevate itself higher than what God says, which is what's going on in your mind. If you choose to believe a lie that's against God, then, then it's being elevated above God's word. And so anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, it says we are to pull down those arguments. We're to cast them down. But you want to know what, this, what that means, casting down in the Greek? Actually means to overthrow. That's what we talked about last week is overthrow. It means to overthrow. It means to demolish and do not allow anything to remain. That means you can't compromise. <laughs> that means you can't be like, well, you know, I'll take a little of this and a little of that. Uh, you know, I, I believe this part, but not this part. It's got to be a full-on belief. You didn't see in the, in the story this morning, Elijah, you know, he wasn't compromising. He wasn't saying, well, you know, uh, I'll just do this part, but not this part. I'll just, uh, I'll just confront Ahab, but I'm not going to do the 450 bell thing. I'm not going to, I don't want to touch that. That's a lot. You know, that's, that's a little intimidating, me up against 450 prophets. Like, I don't know. That's a little much, God. I think I'm going to stay here in the fear box. So it's like he's, he's full in. I believe. I believe, God, that you're going to do this. I believe that you're going, you're going to consume this sacrifice on this altar. So it's a full-on belief. It's not up to you to figure out how. He wasn't calculating going, okay, if I do this at this time, at least the wood be, it would be a little hotter at, you know, 3 in the afternoon than at 9 in the morning. And, you know, the chances are going to be better. And how can I? No. He's like, I do what I do, and God does what he does. I just have to believe, and I have to confront the evil, and I have to demolish the evil, and that's what I've got to do. Casting down, to overthrow, to demolish. I want to leave you with one or maybe two, two last verses. Two. Psalms. Psalms 18, 2. Psalms 
This was David that wrote this when God delivered him <coughs> out of the hand of Saul and his enemies. And it says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. God is to be our stronghold. And so what he says goes. And when we believe in the word of God above all else, above all things, yeah, I understand that it looks like this in the natural, but the whole reason I'm believing in faith is because I am, I am to pull down in faith, through faith, from heaven into the natural. That's how you manifest things into the natural is by believing in faith in his word. And you stand on that, and you proclaim it, and you declare it. I want to read one last scripture, and it's in Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. When we trust in the arm of flesh, when we trust in, in man, that he's our source, that he's the one to fix our problems, or even in our own flesh, it says that that's cursed. There is not going to, see, many times people are like thinking, well, God, I'm waiting on you. When you do this, then I'll believe. That's not how it operates. That's not the system of faith. And so he says, when you believe in me, then you'll see these happen, these things happen, but not when you trust in flesh. It says that when you trust in flesh, get this, that's a person whose heart departs from the Lord because their heart is not believing. And so their heart is departing from God. It says, for he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. That doesn't sound like fun, but get this. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes. It doesn't mean heat's not going to come. And it doesn't mean that there's not going to be things around that are causing maybe other people to dry up, but it's not going to cause me to dry up because I am rooted in an eternal water. This water feeds me. It's the one that brings fruit into my life. It's not a source from flesh. It's not a source from man. It's the source of everlasting life from God. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when he comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Your fruit will not cease from yielding. When we stand upon this, this is our story. When we trust in God, this is what we expect. When you are, are full in, 100%, God, I'm believing in this. I am believing in what your word says, and I expect fruit, and I am expecting to stay green and well-watered. 
and I'm not going to back off. I'm not going to believe in what the world is saying. I'm not going to believe in, in what man's ways or the world's system. Minister Lee, how can you go ahead and come to the keyboard, please? I'm not going to believe in the world system. I'm not going to believe in the traditions that are even set on this earth or what, what, the, what, what Fox News or CNN or any other news channel says. That's not my source. And it's not my strength. And it's not my answer because my answer is found in God Almighty. And he is the one that has given me the power to pull down strongholds. And everything that has been locked up in the mind today, I'm telling you what, the answer is in the word of God. And if you will believe in the word of God and not try to figure it out and not look at what's around you and say, yeah, but I've got this, God, but I've got this and this situation here. And I'm, 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 I don't understand how this is going to happen. And look at my checking account and look at my kid and look at what's swirling around. No, that's when your eyes are set upon the world. But when you set your eyes upon God, the one that's the author and the finisher of your faith, the one that will see things through to completion, and you choose to stand and stand firm, and you're like, I'm all in 100%. I believe your word and I'm not backing down. You will see the hand of God come through every time. Because even with the children of Israel, whenever they were in the land and, and they said, you know what, we want you to bow down to these, these idols and everybody else is bowing down. And they said, even if God doesn't rescue me, I am not bowing down because of his word. His word says not to bow down. Do you think that God made God happy? Yes, because they chose to stand even in the face of adversity, even in the face of death, they did not shrink back. Your boldness for him pleases him and he will come through and he will not shame you and he will not allow you to be disgraced. <laughs>